Hello and welcome to our first ever mailbag episode. We are so excited to answer all of our faithful's questions. <laughs> Lucas, how are you today? Um, I'm doing all right. Uh, it's, it's Tuesday uh, when we're recording this. We'll, we'll probably drop this a day from now, but uh, it's a Tuesday. Tuesdays are my least favorite day of the week, uh, but that's a rant for another time since we're going to try and keep this one short. So I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine for a Tuesday. All right, Ty, how about you? How are you doing today? Doing great. I'm really looking forward to these questions. We got some we got some good, juicy questions to get into today. Good, I'm excited. Ones. Yes. All right. We're going to start off with our most serious question of them all. From m.lawrence underscore 98. I saw this. I no relation. No, nope. zero. All right. Um, <laughs> She asks, which fantasy football fellow would survive in a zombie apocalypse the longest? Tyler, take this away. Who do you think of us three would last the longest in a zombie apocalypse? Hmm. Um, I'm going to start from the, the first one to go, and I'll crown a champ. That I'll go in that order. Um, I think last is me. I'm the first one to go. Um. I pride myself on being the team player, laying myself <laughs> down for the team, you know? So I love if the you, way you are struggling, that. <laughs> I hate, it's just a humble brag. That's all it is. I, I, you know what? I have no problem laying myself down for the team. So I'm the first one to go. I think next. Oh goodness. Answer carefully. <laughs> next. Next is Cameron Lawrence. Oh my gosh! No reason, just because you threatened me. Oh, no. that's <laughs> I'm why kidding. I'd win. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Cam will act on a fly every now and then. I've never want, winged anything in my life. <laughs> you may be right. undefeated. You may be undefeated in your uh, in your wings. We'll call them that, but. Um, I, I do have to say Lucas survives the longest out of the three of us um, just because he's the odd man out at this point. So congrats, Lucas. It's not going to, it's not who survives. It's who's just going to die first. Right. <laughs> hey. Yep. Yep. All right. Lucas, who do you got? Uh, so it's funny, Tyler, you put yourself last. I have you first solely for the fact that Cameron and I are both married. Uh, and, and you are the one single person here. Um, yes, sir. We're, we're providing for two people, people out of the goodness of our hearts. I know we love our wives dearly, but um, part of me wants to think that being the being single and not married at this point would, would have some sort of an advantage to it. So that, that's my logic. That's my rationale. I appreciate it. I think I would survive the longest. Oh, why am I not surprised? Just wait. This has nothing to do with me. Emily's family is full of hunters. So you already know I'm running over to the family farm, Grandma Donabelle's farm, and I am cowering in the corner while they take a stand against these zombies. All right? This has nothing to do with me and everything to do with my connections. I love it. All right. Now on to some football <laughs> ones. We are going to start with a question from Huber Cole 46, where he says, where do I draft Aaron Jones? If Jordan love is at the helm 
And where do I draft Aaron Jones with Aaron Rodgers at the helm? Lucas, what do you think about this one? Where are you taking Aaron Jones, depending on who's at the quarterback? Yeah, I think uh, we're going to get into this hopefully a little bit in our NFC North pod, and it's going to come out later this week. Um, but I think I think Aaron Jones is impact or his his stock is more impacted. Uh, well, rewind. Aaron Jones will be drafted higher if Aaron Rodgers is at the helm, and will be drafted lower if Jordan Love is at the helm. And I think it's solely for the fact that teams are afraid of Aaron Rodgers and teams don't know what Jordan Love is yet. So originally they're probably going to go the similar route when they had, when Rodgers was out and they put what Deshaun Kaiser in there, uh, Brett Hundley, excuse that. I think that's who it was actually. When they put Brett Hundley in there, they forced him to throw the ball. Right. Um, I think, I think teams are going to force Jordan Love to, to show out first and show that he's an ex Rodgers before that, before, you know, if, if teams uh, see Rodgers at the helm instead, they're going to, you know, actually respect his arm. So um, I think Jordan Love starting negatively impacts Aaron Jones. Um, I can't tell you how far down I would put him yet. I'd have to do a little bit more research into it, but uh, I, I would certainly knock him down in my rankings, probably closer to the, the 12 to 15 range instead of the top 10 range. Ty, what do you what do you think about that one? Yeah, I I agree with Lucas's point. I think teams are willing to bet on a quarterback to beat them, right? So they'll stack the box and uh <clears throat> excuse me. I think that is um exactly what's gonna happen if Jordan Love starts. Um and the other thing that I have to remind myself of is that um david bakhtiari tore his acl right at the beginning of the playoffs so he, that's he won't be back until maybe halfway through the first part of the season at the earliest um so i think teams will take advantage of that and say hey there's a rookie quarterback or i guess a sophomore quarterback he'll be playing like a rookie quarterback um they'll see that and go, oh, we are really going to make him beat us. So um, I think Jones drops probably a spot or two in my rankings if Love is the starting quarterback. Um, but if Rodgers is the starting quarterback, I think Jones stays where he's at, and I think he's kind of that end of round one, maybe like first or second pick in the second round. I think that's the sweet spot for if Rodgers starts. All right. Fair enough. I got I got him dropping a lot in the draft, but I don't actually know how much he's going to drop. This is a guy who's had 50 receptions a year about for the last two seasons. So I I got to imagine that that goes up, you know, with Jordan Love there, that he starts catching more passes. We see him probably getting closer to that 60-65 range and maybe making up some of those yards that he's going to lose on that rushing game in that passing game just because – like you said, they're going to make Jordan Love throw the ball, and we don't know how great of a thrower he is. So I would like to—I would bet that he's going to dump it down to Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones is the pass catching back there. It's not AJ Dillon; it is Aaron Jones. But I think our consensus is he is lower with Jordan Love than with Aaron Rodgers, and that's just because of how good Aaron Rodgers is and how much defenses have to fear him. Our next question comes from Bryce Hansen, twenty-one. He says. 
who are some rookies that you are or that you think are set up to succeed based on where they were drafted? I'll have each of you pick one and just give us a brief take on why you think they're in a good position. Tyler, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, so my attention goes to the number three overall pick in the NFL draft, which was Trey Lance. Um, I think Trey Lance is really in the best situation possible for any rookie. He has a year to kind of learn the playbook, take it all in, and he's, I mean, yes, it's a very complicated offense in San Francisco, but it is one of the most efficient and productive offenses because of that. So I think if Jimmy, you know, goes down, maybe there's some growing pains this year, but I feel like next year for sure, Trey Lance enters the, oh, I don't know, top 20 conversation for quarterbacks, maybe even enters top 15. So I think Trey Lance is, yeah, probably one of the highest ceilings for really any fantasy, you know, rookie. Do you see him kind of like a Jalen Hurts next year? I think so. I want to think so. Um, I feel like there's a reason why, you know, when Dak Prescott's contract ended and when Deshaun Watson first wanted his his out from Houston, that everyone's like, oh, go to San Francisco. And I don't and yes, Shanahan did say, you know, I do like the Kirk Cousins type quarterback. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think Shanahan's now realizing he needs one more you know, element to his offense. And that element is a mobile quarterback. Once you get the defense really on their heels, because you've got a quarterback who can move out the pocket and can blast it up the field. And you've got speedsters all over the place. You have them guessing. So I think Shanahan realizes that. And I think Lance could be another Jalen Hurts type quarterback. Awesome. Lucas, who do you got as a rookie who is set up to succeed? Yeah, and I think I'm going to take someone who we haven't spent as much time on. We probably will come later in the in the summer when we get into some more um, some more teams. But I'm actually going to say Devonta Smith. I think it's solely for the fact that he who was wide receiver one for Philly last year, um, and and I say that somewhat rhetorically because I mean there was Travis Fulgham at one point. There was kind of Jalen Rager at another point, and Dallas Goddard kind of served as the lead target getter for that team but there there was so much injury and inconsistency with that team that having a staple like devonta smith come in to to play wide receiver for that team now to step up and likely be the number one wide receiver in that offense paired with college teammate jalen hurts who uh, i think all of us are fairly high on this year i know i'm really high on jalen hurts this year I think he might be one of the guys in your draft that you could probably target late and get really good return value on. Cause a lot of the time I, in drafts that I've done, he's not going until right around the wide receiver, you know, it's somewhere between like 35 and 50. Um, and, and he has the upside to be a top 25 wide receiver this year. I fully believe that just because the only other guy who's going to demand attention to that offense uh, who's proven that they're worth demanding attention is Dallas Goddard. So um, Devonta Smith, I think, landed himself in, in the perfect spot in Philly to uh, be the number one guy to kind of show out a bit this year and to be paired with, again, college teammate Jalen Hurts, which really was a theme in the draft, it seemed like. So uh, 
I like uh, I like Devonta Smith this year. I think he landed himself in a great spot for fantasy success this year. And I'll say this real quick too: Do not buy any talk about the wiry frame or whatever. People said the exact same thing about Justin Jefferson last year yep. that he was just going to get bullied at the line of scrimmage, and look what happened. Don't buy the the size argument for a second. And I just I just buy really good route runners. I know Jerry Judy was that way coming out of college, and he was kind of disappointing last year, obviously, but that Broncos offense was just a disaster last year. So um, I think the Eagles offense will be much better than that. And Devonta Smith is as good as they come, I think when it comes to route running. So um, all in, not all in, but very, very optimistic on Devonta Smith this year. Yeah. I agree with both of those. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. I just think being put in that offense is an offense that scores points. You got, is it Arthur Smith that who came yep. over? He's the, he's right. the coach now, right? Yep. Came over from Tennessee, so they're going to be a team that looks for that play action. So he's going to get open off play action. Julio just left, so he wasn't drafted into it, but now that he's now that he's has just him and Ridley. Ridley's going to demand a lot of attention, so that'll open up the field for him. But he, he's also going to have a ton of targets that are going to come his way. So I just think having Matt Ryan there for at least two more years, I think, and being able to develop with that. I think he's in a great position to succeed. All right. Our next one is from Alan Jackson flipped. Who are your biggest sleeper picks this season? This is something that we've actually been discussing behind the scenes, but so I'll just have a quick, quick little uh, thought on your sleeper picks. And remember sleeper picks are not guys that, Oh, their ADP is way back in, the three hundreds, I should take them in the fifth round. These are guys you take rounds 11 to 14 and you just hope that there's going to be some productivity out of them. So Lucas, who do you got as your biggest sleeper pick? Devonta Smith. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that would have been the easiest transition in the world. No, uh, I think one of the guys, and he might not be, uh, he might be an 11th round pick. Actually, I haven't been paying too close of attention to where he's actually going in mocks, but I, I think LaVisca Chanel Jr. is a really interesting one this year. Um, he was a guy who kind of came out a little bit last year when uh, the Jaguars were forced to throw the ball quite a bit. And um, I couldn't really tell if it was LaVisca Chanel. He went on a few um, nice runs last year, where he averaged 12, 13 fantasy points a game. Um, not sure if DJ Chark's going to be the guy. There's a lot of hype from him coming out of camp. Um, but I think LaVisca Chanel Jr. is a, a sneaky one to keep an eye on. I, I still think the Jaguars are going to be passing the ball a ton this year. Uh, you got an exciting rookie Trevor Lawrence at the helm and who knows who his number one target is going to be. We have no clue um, what that uh, wide receiver core is even going to pan out to be, but uh, LaVisca's a guy I'm really keeping an eye on mostly because he showed signs of success last year. And I think, um, you know, with, with big arm Trevor Lawrence, if LaVisca can get down the field, I think, I think he's a good deep threat for that team. So um, he's a guy I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Ty, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Who's a sleeper that you got your eye on right now? Um, this sleeper, um, I don't think many – I not many people are talking about him. And it's Ju, it's uh, Jerry Judy. I thought you were going to say Juju. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please, Lord God. Um, no, so I was doing a bit of, of research on just – who could possibly be someone I talk about today and Jerry Judy came up and what I found is actually kind of interesting. So last year we all, we, you know, 
We know that he was top 15 pick in the draft. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to be great with Drew Locke. It's really going to take off. And especially with Cortland Sutton, Denver's offense is just going to be explosive. Well, Sutton goes down week one or week two or whatever it was. And now Judy is now forced into wide receiver one duties. And it kind of showed that he really wasn't ready for wide receiver one stage, but um, he did show some signs that he's capable of being in an NFL offense. So he finished last year with 52 catches, 856 yards and three touchdowns. Doesn't, doesn't, you know, blow you out of the water. And it's actually probably a little below average, but what he did have was 113 targets. That's 21st. Granted, that's, again, 21st. But he was the only – I mean, you name any wide receiver, and they were above him, right? Your Stefan Diggs, your, you know, all of our pretty much top 12 wide receivers, maybe 15, were in – you know, were above Jerry Judy. So, obviously, Drew Locke is not afraid to look – Jerry Judy's way, right? And now there are reports coming out that Teddy Bridgewater and Jerry Judy have just this unreal chemistry together. They're connecting deep, they're hitting over the middle, and it seems like it's working. It, it's really working because they're just tearing deep their defense apart. So, yes, Sutton is back this year. So that kind of casts a little bit of a shadow on what he could do this year. Um, But he won't have the top corner on him anymore. And like I said, Locke will not be afraid to throw him the ball. And Teddy has already got some chemistry with him. So I think Judy kind of sneaks into your wide receiver, I don't know, maybe four on your fantasy team. Maybe your wide receiver three if you're just kind of on the tail end. But I wouldn't be surprised if he sneaks into a little bit of a flex conversation throughout the year just because I just think he's got a fairly high ceiling for what happened last year. So he's probably one of my favorite sleeper picks. For sure. I am going to go with another Alabama receiver who is in Oakland, Mr. Henry Ruggs III. And the reason for that is Nelson Aguilar is gone. And so he kind of starts creeping up to that top of that wide receiver depth chart. And I just think when you're taken as high as Henry Ruggs was, teams teams are going to trust you and they're going to keep giving you shots until they're proven that they can't. So he's going to be put in a situation again where he's going to get targets. He's going to get playing time. It's just a matter of if he can produce. We all know how fast he is. He's unbelievably fast. And so hopefully he'd be can become that deep target or that deep threat in that offense that can just um, blow the roof off. And so, I don't know. I just think he has so much opportunity now that for a guy that's going to be take, I mean, probably going to be undrafted. Let's be honest. Um, maybe round thirteen, maybe fourteen, but most likely undrafted. He might be worth a shot if he. You see, oh, maybe he is getting a little bit of volume week one, week two. I pick him up in free agency. So he's he's a real deep, deep sleeper who I, I still think can produce. All right. So with that, we are actually going to wrap up for this week. We thank you for your questions. We hope that our answers provided some insight. And Tyler, 
Do you got any closing thoughts for the people? For the people, keep sending us your questions. Like, let I I really enjoy this hearing what you guys want us to talk about and you know enjoying just this conversation of who are, are you know who are sleepers who are the rookies and all that keep sending the questions we're here to answer them for sure and our tiktoker lucas our famous almost famous getting to be famous tiktoker lucas what are our social media handles we got ff fellas on twitter the ff fellas on instagram fantasy football fellas on facebook youtube and as cameron said tiktok uh Give us a follow there and stay in the loop on where our rankings are at. Uh, we have some great content planned uh, to be coming out here. So uh, like, like Cameron, like Cameron and Tyler said, keep sending us your questions. If there's something we didn't cover in the podcast, you have a question on comment it on any post. We're going to be scrolling through all of our posts, checking for questions. So um, if you have a question, we want to answer it. So don't um, be shy. Don't be shy. FFL is on Twitter. The FFL is on Instagram and fantasy football follows Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. All right. Deuces. We'll see you guys later. Deuces. Deuces.